I am pretty smart. I'm also 100% sane, 0% crazy. My life was ruined, ruined by an intelligent species of amphibian humanoid from Mars. I wish I was joking. Keep listening. They were here long before we ever existed. Their technology is millions of years more advanced than ours. I've seen them do things that defy all comprehension. They have a massive breeding stock of humans, which they breed and control from birth. They use these humans to live vicarious lives among us. They appear to be completely normal because they're good at imitating human behavior. The actual Martians live deep underground here and inside of the moon. They take control of wild human beings and use them as sex slaves. Don't believe me? Ask the president to take a lie detector test. They tried to take me, but were unable to control my mind. They've been following me ever since. I tried everything to get my life back. I begged, bargained, threatened. Everything I tried to do was sabotaged. My last resort was to take actions that would bring this to the public's attention. Everything started while I was at the universe. Spring 2014 was my final semester and I was taking a heavy course load. My transcript will follow. I was very stressed due to the intensity of my schedule, so I searched for a way to cope. I discovered meditation, which seemed to help, so it became part of my daily routine. As I learned more about meditation, I became interested in consciousness and our ability to affect it. I kept working on my meditation techniques and began achieving extreme stage of consciousness. This continued until I encountered another being through meditation. It was the most profound experience I've ever had. I suddenly left my physical body. I entered a space that was completely dark and had no awareness of my boundaries or physical orientation. I felt very peaceful until a blue light began to approach me. I realized it was another being. Once in the being's present, I felt an immediate sense of wrongdoing. It felt like I was being told, you shouldn't be here. I instantly conceded and felt guilty, then distanced myself from the being. This had an impact on them and seemed to change their mind. The moment I began to distance myself from the being, I became overwhelmed by a feeling I can only describe as unconditional love. During this part of the experience, our minds connected and I saw that the being was female. I began to feel euphoric, comforting, blissful feelings I have ever felt. It was incredibly powerful and life-altering. I woke up with tears in my eyes. I couldn't get out of bed. I felt a profound sense of loss, like I had just lost someone close to me. It was very painful. A few minutes later, the experience left my mind against my will. I had no words to meditate. Every time I thought about meditation, the thought was stripped from my mind. When I finally tried meditating again, I was unable to achieve anything. I didn't think much of it. I knew it wasn't going to improve. I gave up on meditation to focus on my classes. Zero, zero, nine, six, two, two, five, one. I decided to leave.
My life became a living hell. I couldn't sleep and my mind felt sapped. I was at peace with my decision, so I knew something strange was happening to me. After a few days of this, two of the graduate students began reaching out to me. I barely knew them, so it seemed unusual they would contact me. When I went to see them, they both kept pointing their finger at me, saying, pew, pew, like they were shooting a gun. They did this over and over, and I kept wondering what their problem was. Months after I left, I was told that they were not human. They were tasked with making me into the next school shooter, as they called it. This is why these take place. This is where the story gets weird. On the plane ride back home, my seat was taken. I asked the flight attendant and she directed me to a new seat. Once I sat down, an older gentleman in front of me kept glancing back until he got my attention. As he kept looking back, my head began to hurt and tingle. The moment my head began to hurt, his lips curled into an evil-looking smile. The pain and tingling in my head continued for the rest of the flight and was more intense as time went on. Every time I felt it, the man would start taking notes in a notepad. Halfway through the flight, someone else in front of me held up a newspaper that said psychic reading for like five minutes straight. It was obvious they were doing something to me, but I didn't know what. Once we landed, the older gentleman kept showing me his track phone as if to say, get one of these. Out of curiosity, I decided to go and buy a track phone. I checked it every day to see if anyone messaged or called. About a month later, I got a text message from a man named He invited me to come to church at the altar. It seemed like a strange place to be recruiting for government jobs, but I went anyway. Something was very wrong. I felt as if my life was in danger and I had to leave. A couple days later, I started receiving text messages from Redacted. At first, they were innocuous Bible messages, but then he started threatening me. He sent messages talking about their power. He did all this through Bible verses so it would not look suspicious. I ignored everything until he sent one final text message, which simply said, Angels. Helicopters started flying around my house all day and all night. I knew I was in trouble. I needed to contact them. After the appointment to meet them, something very bizarre happened. I re received... I received the most unnatural eruption I've ever had. It felt like someone was manually pumping blood into my penis. I don't know how else to describe it. A song began playing in my mind. The lyrics went, sister, sister, he's just a plaything. We want to make him stay up all night. I had never heard the song before. I had no idea what it meant. After getting off the plane, I headed to the baggage claim. A huge group of aliens surrounded me there. I watched them cautiously. They began sniffing at me. The sniff is something they do all the time. I think it has something to do with dominance. When I finally got my bag, I left the airport as fast as I could. I was happy to see my parents. This was my last happy moment. The aliens followed us everywhere we went after that. Whenever I saw one, they would sniff me to let me know it was them. They would smile, laugh, and stick their tongues out. They started coaxing me to go outside alone. I was scared they would kill me, so I refused. They threatened to harm my family, so I gave in to them. I told them I would do whatever they wanted if, if they left my family alone. They said, go to church. I knew they meant the altar. So I agreed to go back.
as I walked into the sermon room, everyone stared at me and began sniffing. Needless to say, I was scared as hell, but I took a seat. When the service began, a man came and sat next to me. After he sat down, I began smelling something. It was a smell I had never smelt before. The only thing I can compare it to is a reptile. After smelling it, I became very uncomfortable. I tried to remain calm and sat there quietly until the service was over. When it ended, they said, you can leave now. After that, I knew I wasn't dealing with the government anymore. I realized that whoever I was dealing with was extraterrestrial. I became very scared. I began to hear voices more often. I began to hallucinate things that I knew weren't real. They were starting to play with me sexually. Both the males and females would play out their sexual fantasies in my mind. This came with random and uncontrollable erections, as well as extreme penile stimulation. The harassment continued for weeks and intensified as time went on. I did my best to maintain my sanity and tried to avoid them. This worked for a while, but eventually I had a huge meltdown. I was in the bakery at Safeway, and I was surrounded by a bunch of old men. They all looked at me and sniffed. I knew it was them. They started stimulating my penis and testicles simultaneously, and then they spoke aggressively. They said, Humans are nothing more than the result of a successful genetic experiment. You are a threat to the way these people think, and you can no longer be free in society. Your life is over. You are nothing but a toy. They continued to say other explicit things that were so obscene I won't repeat them here. I became enraged. I left the store and tried to calm down, but it only got worse. I was in serious pain. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't die. They woke me in extreme panic. I would always regain consciousness, very upset to be alive. I had no clue where to go at that point. Nothing improved. Medication didn't help me. My life was sabotaged. They didn't want me dead, but they weren't going to let me live. All they did was say, keep coming to church, so I did. They told me I should consider becoming a minister. We were in mid-conversation when he revealed himself to me. I have no clue how he did it, but it looked as if his human face became his real face. It happened for only one to two seconds, but I was able to draw a sketch of what I saw. His eyes stood out, so they captured my attention. They were huge and bulging. The eyelids were darker green, and the irises were yellow-brown with split pupils. After witnessing this, nothing else happened. I continued attending the altar for more services, waiting for them to happen. They did nothing except to tell me to submit and surrender. I had no clue what they meant, so I left and never went back. If you talk to me in person, you will see I'm not crazy at all. The Martians are just so good at hiding in plain sight that no one would know they exist unless they revealed themselves. They are able to fool us so well that what I'm saying sounds impossible, but they are 100% real. Their technology is millions of years more advanced than ours. Think about that for a second. Think about the advancements we have made in the last 100 years. Once you've done that, try to imagine what millions of years of technology would look like. The president is well aware of them, which is why I wrote him a personal letter. I hope he does something about it. I have done nothing wrong to deserve what's happening to me. It's hard to imagine, I know. Nonetheless, it's all true. Why would I give up a career as a pharmacist to do all this? I left out many details from my story. I wrote only the most critical events. If you want to know more, feel free to write me. What else have I seen? I've seen them make things appear out of nowhere. One time I was sitting on the couch and a dollar bill appeared on my lap. 
Another time I was driving and they made a paper bag appear in my passenger seat. They used random unsuspecting items so no one would think anything of it. I was alone both times this happened. They can pop in and out of this dimension based on other things I've seen. I'm pretty sure they can overlap our reality with an alternate dimension. I say this because I have gone into stores and suddenly there are all new employees who I've never seen before. Some of the other things I've seen are so strange I literally cannot describe them. Their technology is millions of years ahead of ours. The following part of the transmission will not make sense to you unless you are the president or one of his close friends. If you are not the president or one of his close friends, please ignore this. Mr. President, I want to thank you for your sacrifice to this country. It's very upsetting to hear you talk about the things the Martians do. Why do you let them do it? I suppose you have no other choice. I've been struggling with them myself for over a year now. I hope you don't take any of their threats too seriously. Everything is a game to them. Realize they consider the entire human race a plaything. They brag to me about what they've done. They don't love you. I don't know you personally, but they've shown me a lot about you. You're an amazing person. Why be afraid to retaliate? Kennedy wasn't. It's time someone took a stand to end this nonsense. Can you think of a better legacy than that? I wish you the best with the remainder of your presidency. Please stay strong. And a transmission to the president. To recap, the Martians are megalomaniacal, obsessed with sex, extremely aggressive, fearful and paranoid, power-hungry, obsessed with control. Sound familiar? Who else do you know that has these characteristics? If you answered God from the Bible, you are correct. Martians are responsible for God. Martians created humans, but they are not gods. They are another intelligent species that evolved on a neighboring planet. There is no heaven, there is no hell. Earth is heaven, and we are letting the Martians ruin it. They are going to destroy Earth just like they destroyed Mars. Martians are ubiquitous. They exist at every level of society in every nation. Some have blue-collar jobs, while others occupy positions of power. They control our government, our military, and corporate America as well. They keep track of every wild human on the planet and manage us like animals in a zoo. Our freedom is a carefully crafted illusion. And transmission. Uh, well, who's this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under water. I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Stimmt Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Okie dokie, recording from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. It is World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton SLC. And I am Sean Black. And World Champion Podcast is the weekly podcast where we talk about whatever we feel like. Usually pop culture related, usually stories of misadventure. And occasionally we receive interesting manifestos. Right. And play those for you today, April 1st. 
So, Sean, what, what the hell was that? Okay, so this is a recording of a document found inside of a suitcase that was thrown over the fence in front of the White House on March 8th? Was it March 9th? I believe March 7th or 8th, yeah. 2016 by Kyle Odom. Yeah. A man that had been on quite a little adventure. He shot a man in Idaho who has lived, thankfully. Yeah. The, the man was a pastor that had recently endorsed Ted Cruz, I think. Yeah. The day before. and But this is totally unrelated, obviously. Yeah, the headlines... It's interesting because the headlines all said Ted Cruz pastor shot. Right. When... The, the shooting had nothing at all to do with Ted Cruz. Well, I mean, depending on how deeply you believe in the conspiracy, perhaps. Right. There were was, there was several things inside this briefcase, one of them being this sort of manifesto, and then the private message to the, the president. And he just kind of explained what he's been experiencing for the last, I guess, a little over a year. Yeah. And, and we, we, it is when we received this transmission... Yeah, the whole thing is so fascinating, and it's in line. I mean, I, as you know, if you listen to the show, we're on a big UFO sort of X Files conspiracy kick. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun to watch these shows and think that it's real. I'm not saying whether it's real or not. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But to put yourself in this guy's head for a while, he believes this. He is experiencing it. Yeah. Whether or not it's it's real, as in a thing that's physically occurring in our world. To him, it is real. He really did see his pastor suddenly morph into an alien. Yeah. Which he sketched and included in his materials delivered to the White House. Yeah. Which um, you feel, we'll put that in our supplementary material. We'll post an an image of this this man turning into an alien. A drawing that he actually did. Um, And and that's the reason uh, this caught my eye initially, is because it seemed like a man living out in his mind, a real-life X-Files episode. Yeah, and see, between me and Sean in our personal conversations, we've been talking about this a lot lately. And, well, just as long as we've known each other, how one of our biggest fears is that we might break from reality. Right. And, of course, if that happens, you're not going to know it. Yeah. You're not going to know that you're crazy. And we've had many discussions about what it's like to go insane, what it's like to slowly lose your mind if you know what's happening. It sounds like you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And that and that's what makes this so terrifying is because regardless if he's actually got lizard aliens after him or yeah. he's losing his mind, both are equally terrifying. Yeah, they are yeah, exactly, equally terrifying and it's easy to read it and kind of laugh at it, but when you put yourself in those shoes, it's, he believes every word of this. So just try to imagine that. I mean, what if, what if somewhere there's someone laughing at me because I, I come down to this uh, Ferris wheel, uh-huh. but really, I'm just in a basement, right. like in a house in Salt Lake City, talking to a microphone, but I'm thinking I'm in some Ferris wheel in this weird place called Smogville. Right. That would be devastating. That, that, and those are the kind of things that you can't, people have br- big breaks, like, well, I can't remember the word, I guess just a psychotic break? Mental break. I don't know. They all, they all mean something. I don't think there's really such a thing medically as insane. Yeah. I always loved hearing that, that if you do LSD six times, you're legally classified as insane. Oh, that was, a, that was the junior high rumor. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... So, what, so this Schiz- guy... Schizoaffective disorder. And I've, I haven't... It's been a long time since I've read the DSM. Right, of but, course. Yeah. And, th- and this is... 
you think about this guy. He was just going along. He sounds like he was he was doing well in school. He had a promising career ahead of him. Yeah. And then there was just this moment in college when he started when he decided to start meditating. Yeah. And and it it's it sounds like a profound experience. Very very just an extreme he he left his body, he attained some higher level where he could communicate to other people mentally. Yeah. And this is the very first moment of of your mind breaking sounds like, you know. Now, his what he described as meditating and seeing another being is very, very similar to reports of powerful hallucinogenics. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking uh, mushrooms or LSD. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read about these other drugs because I find it so interesting. I find the human brain so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, I've read about them, wink. No, I mean, I've never done these. I don't even know where to get them. DMT or salvia. Oh, the extreme ones where you have almost spiritual level experience. Well, that's what happens is... You read the reports. There's websites where you can read reports of people who do these crazy chemically dr- chemical drugs. Oh, I, I know someone that did DMT. Yeah. And he, he, he described the experience as reality breaking down to nothing and then him watching the entire like, universe build itself. That's always what P- it is. Piece by piece. It's always the universe building itself. Well, then, then and, what I, and that's what's so interesting is people that do these drugs have the same experience. Yeah. Now, the drugs, all they do is stimulate different parts of your mind. So whatever you're seeing and experiencing already is within your own mind somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and they have the same experience where they see what they call elves building the universe. Mm-hmm. And then they always see this godlike being that they come face to face with. Right. And now those experiences very much coincide with people who have been abducted by aliens experiences mm-hmm. or people who have had near-death experiences. So why do all these things happen that are all within our brain, all caused by different stimuli, Sometimes they happen spontaneously, apparently. You just have to access this part of your brain. Yeah, it's so interesting. And this, this is what makes it an airtight conspiracy. Yeah. Because no matter how much you tell them, tell a person experiencing this that it's not real, they are perceiving this with full, their entire mind, all their senses. And it's coming from, it's, since it's coming from their mind, even if you explained that to them, yeah. it would just be this defense where you just haven't been able to access the truth. Yeah. You're just still one of these sheep walking around. Yeah. Or you're one of them, or you altered this photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's always like, you are lying, you, or they've gotten to you, or maybe you yourself, yeah. you, you, you used to be this person's best friend, but at some point you've been replaced by a lizard. Yeah. You know, and your friend is dead. And so yeah. this, per- this person is just lying to you the entire time. Yeah. Well, there's Capgrass syndrome, where you think that your loved ones have been replaced by exact duplicates. And I just recently saw a Law & Order episode about that. Nice. Where a woman got a head injury and, yeah. and, didn't, and thought her daughter was an, a fake like, actress yeah. playing her daughter. Yeah, because I guess what happens, I think, uh, I think Julia was talking to me about this, is your, the, the, the there's two different parts of your brain, one that recognizes things and one that feels an emotional connection to them. Okay. And so when you see your puppy, those are both activated. But somehow those get separated. So you recognize your puppy. Feel nothing. But you don't feel anything. Therefore, it must be a fake puppy. And in, and in some of these people, if they're not looking at the pu- if they close their eyes and just hear the sound of the puppy or the voice of the person yeah. that they love... Then it, it it makes the emotional response happen. Wow! So so you could close. You could have someone. You could look at. Let's say you have this condition. You're looking at someone. You feel nothing. You think this person has re- replaced your loved one. Like who are you? You're a stranger. 
And then all you'd have to do is close your eyes and listen to the person speak to you. And suddenly you're like, you're, the, you're here? Where are you? You know? Yeah. And feel this like flood of emotion. Yeah. And, and now what about this while we're on this topic? We've mentioned that the subreddit relationships is our favorite thing to read. Mm-hmm. And it really covers the gamut because you're not just posting there about your romantic relationships. You're posting about your coworkers. Mm-hmm. You're posting about your friends. You're maybe posting about problems with your neighbors. It's any human er- interaction. Yeah. So what about this guy whose landlord was coming into his house when he wasn't home and writing post-it notes and leaving them around? Yes. And at first he kind of didn't think much of it, uh, but then it got more and more, and just these nonsensical post-it notes in a weird handwriting mm-hmm. left throughout there. Why would his landlord be doing this? How does he confront his landlord? And he, and he started getting like locking the doors, peeking out the windows. Like, yeah. This landlord was coming to his house while he was sleeping. I think he set up hidden cameras... Mm-hmm. And then when he went to click on the files, they'd been erased mm-hmm. or something like that. Someone gave some very helpful advice. Go to the hospital and check for carbon monoxide poisoning. And then he posts the next day, yes, there was a massive carbon monoxide leak. I had carbon monoxide poisoning. I almost died. So it turns out he was going to bed in his house, getting so screwed up on the carbon monoxide that he would wake up and write himself notes. Yeah. Probably like notes saying, get out of the house. Yeah. And then fall back asleep and then wake up to these notes. And clearly someone had been in the house because he didn't do that. Yeah. It's, it is pretty... And I think he even, he even found the actual security footage once he was cleaned up. Of him doing it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. See, that's, that's pretty terrifying because yeah. our entire basis of, of what reality is is based on our very limited senses, our very limited ways of thinking about the world and understanding the world. Yeah. So even even parts of me thinks maybe this dude does know the truth, <laughs> and we and are we're the sheeple. and we really just haven't accessed yeah. that part of our head. Yeah. Because if the universe goes on, it's infinite, right? Yeah. Which I've never been able to comprehend. Yeah, is how a universe can be infinite. Yeah, but but with uh, according to that, then there is if if something goes on forever, it can be reproduced exactly at a certain point. So that means there would be another Earth somewhere that's slightly different, right? I get, that's Just one of the theories. Of yeah. the billions and billions and billions of Earths in this, in this infinite universe, they would start being, just out of random chance, it would be exactly the same, right? Except people had you know, lizard tongues, and everything else <laughs> yeah. is the same, though. We still have uh, Barack Obama as president. We still have, like, just that, even that specific. Yeah. So you're just talking about parallel realities. And if you think about that, then there's got to be aliens, right? There's got to be lizard aliens, and there's got to be ones that are invading uh, one reality yeah. to do this. Because anything is possible when everything's infinite, right? Well, when you think it out like that, it, it does make sense. But I know there's flaws in it, or else everyone would just agree. Right. But there's people who say, like, no, that's not exactly what infinity means. Um, it's like, yeah, like a- anytime yeah. There, there's, there's real science talk... Uh, and I, I read anything that's about space and astrophysics and stuff. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. I still can't wrap my mind around how big the universe is. And that's, that's basic level stuff. We're not even getting into black holes and relativity and all kinds. I literally can't imagine how big. When I, when, there, there are these things online all the time where it'll, where it'll show Earth. Yeah. And then it'll show Earth next to the sun. And then it'll show the sun next to the closest white dwarf. Yeah. And then I'll show that one next to Alpha Century Star or something. Yeah. And then by the time you get like 10, 10 bigger planets down, the Earth is, 
is so tiny you can't even see it. And then it gets to the point where our galaxy is so tiny you can't see it. And I'm just thinking, if I had to like walk from my work to downtown, it would take me six days. That's such a long way. Yeah. That's a really small way. Yeah, it's not far at all. In the grand scheme of things, in the geological sense of things, I guess. Cosmological. When I was a, when I was a little kid, my dad told me about this drug that people did down in Mexico I, or South America or something, yeah. where if you took it, everyone has the same hallucination. It's uh, ayahuasca. It's very specific. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you're about to find out if this is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. The, the, in the hallucination, you are eaten by a giant salamander. Mm. And everyone has the same hallucination of a giant lizard eating them. And I don't know, I, like I said, this is based on something my dad told me 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, as a kid, I thought a lot about it where I was like, wow, this sounds crazy. And, and, and it, it goes back to what you were saying when people take drugs, they're not adding some new, like, magical thing. They're literally just accessing different chemicals in their own mind and unlocking different reactions in their own mind. Yeah, and that's even how painkillers and all that stuff, according to my understanding, which could be very wrong. Right. We've, we've been over this. But, yeah, yeah is painkillers, what they're doing is they are then attaching themselves to the part of your brain that understands pain. The opioid receptors yeah. or, or whatever, and then <coughs> yeah, floods different, different chemicals here and there in your mind. Yeah. And to think, yeah, to think that you're taking like a little, it's basically a weird white powder that's been smashed into a pill. You're taking just a little bit of powder and you have a profound reaction in your body. Yeah. You're tingly. You, 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 you are out of it sometimes. It gives you sometimes a warm feeling, sense of well-being. Yeah. This is your brain doing this? I want to I access that part of my brain on my own. Well, let me then, uh, yoga? Maybe meditation. Maybe meditation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe learn to play the drums. Yeah, just do some different things, yeah. Make pie? Or be, a, be an ultra marathon runner. Yeah, I think that's really the way to do it is to be the ultra marathoner. They they run like I think they have to run fifty miles for an ultra marathon, and that sounds impossible. But I read a big article about the guy that plays Sherlock Holmes in Elementary. He was sick boy. Oh yeah, John, Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, he's an ultra marathon runner, and he runs. He'll do these marathons where he'll run fifty miles in one day. Didn't Eddie Izzard just do 26 marathons in 26 days? That is impossible. How could anyone do that? that Why? I guess because he wants to contact the lizard aliens. It again. must be without using drugs. Without using drugs because yeah. that drugs don't work, you know. If you're talking about real mind expanding, I guess they work. They work great. But <laughs> yeah. but I mean it's not an That's, authentic, why, they, that's it's, why they're there. It's maybe not an authentic experience if you are actually trying to find some sort of clarity or or, or attain some higher higher level mental level because you know you mm-hmm. take painkillers your body reacts but you're you're obviously on you're intoxicated mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah you, people have great ideas when they're really drunk but but you pay a price for that yeah that's true <laughs> i invested in a canoe making business maybe not great ideas you're just quick to decide let's just <laughs> that's say that a, yeah that's the <laughs> ticket you just yeah quick to decide and very forceful ideas Sometimes that gets the ball rolling, but a lot of times it's you end up in jail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is a pretty this is an article that I found interesting, completely fascinating, and terrifying. And I think it's on on track with uh, 
with what we talk about and a good excuse for us to talk about these. Uh, sometimes people like it when we talk about this kind of philosophical bullshit right. that we don't know anything about. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and it's fun to do. It's know, fun to think about. I don't know we've solved anything. I mean, that's just what's crazy. So I'm looking, I mean, I'm just looking at you wearing a black shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so foreign of a concept to think that I might look back at the computer, make sure we're still recording, then I'm going to look up at you and you're going to be wearing a red shirt. Mm-hmm. And my thought isn't going to be, uh-oh, I got to get to the doctor. My thought is going to be, how did you change your shirt so fast? And then when you say, I didn't change my shirt, I'm going to go, you lying son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah, and then in your head you're like, why is he lying to me? Why yeah. would he change his shirt? Why would he change his shirt and then lie about it? What is he up to? Yeah, it sends Is he you... trying to make me think I'm crazy? Yeah, it sends you down a rabbit hole. I think a big part of having this level of delusion is everyone is lying to you. Yeah. you know, Because that's the normal response. You're thinking, I'm, everything I'm... Like this guy adamantly says I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not crazy. I'm 100% sane. Yeah. But, but what I'm about to describe... So part of him knows this sounds impossible. Yeah. And part of him... I, I wonder if part of him knows it's, it's totally just can't be true. I wonder. Do you have these, these moments? How come we can have so much denial when something's wrong with our consciousness? Anything else, you know, I can say, my tooth hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my wrist hurts. Or, you know, whatever. I got, a, I got this weird feeling in my tummy. I'm not, no one ever denies that. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% a man with healthy teeth. No, if I have a toothache, I know I have a toothache. So why can't we self di- self-identify that when it's in our brains being weird? I think a, par- a big part of it is your decision-making is based on the information you're receiving. Yeah, that's exactly it. Huh? It's like, the, it's like an, uh, an optical illusion. It shows you how fragile your, your mind actually is. Oh, and you or, know what? I guess so. If I have a toothache and I take opiates, I don't feel it anymore. There you go. It doesn't mean my tooth is better. Yeah, your tooth's not better. And that's a major problem is people taking stuff <coughs> and not getting things taken care of. But, but you look at optical illusions. You're seeing, you're like, wow, that is a 3D dolphin or that is this and that. And there's all kinds of weird, there's like whole books of optical illusions. Oh, and there's that damn dress, that viral dress. That is viral dress. Yeah, yeah, the blue or white dress. You look at that, and that was a fascinating one, the, the blue or white and gold yeah. dress, because most of – I went out to, to dinner with a bunch of people right when that happened, and I saw the white and gold. Oh, wow. And uh, one other person saw white and gold too, but the other five or six people yeah. thought we were lying to them. Yeah. They were adamant that we were just messing with them. Yeah. And right there shows the exact mindset of, of how powerful your perceptions are to your reality. Yeah. Like, they could not accept that. They thought, like, Sean, quit screwing around, Sean. Quit lying. Yeah. It's, you see blue and black also, but I, I, I only saw white and gold. And it turned into kind of a weird moment where it got a little heated, not on my part, but there was a, there was a heated moment about it that was just, yeah. th- that like, why, what is with the lying? You yeah. Know? There's no lying. It's just, we all, you know, we're getting, we're receiving different information from the same image. There was an article that I just saw posted somewhere that was about a woman who saw more colors than normal. Her eyes could perceive way more colors. Hmm. And so she's seeing shades that nobody else can see. Yeah. How do we know this? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Have you ever talked to someone who's colorblind? Mm-mm. One of my good friends is colorblind. And I tried to explain, like, I, I have, I've had him try to explain it to me. Yeah. 
And it's more like they're seeing a different color than then there's no color. Right. Is, is I, just, I know that they just have problems with red and green Yeah, red and, red and green. Yeah. Are, his was red, I think, that he couldn't see. There's also kind of a blue and purple or blue and black that kind of... Uh, don't even get me started on that weirdo blue theory. <laughs> what do you Did mean? you hear that? Uh-uh. I was on a radio lab or something where they noticed that in ancient writings there was no mention of blue. Or they like would describe the sea as the color of a wine. So hmm. there was this idea that the human race could not perceive blue until they were told to perceive blue, and then they all saw blue. What do you mean, told? Like, finally someone was, I don't know, if someone broke through, someone broke through the matrix. Like, the sky just didn't look like anything. The sea looked like wine. And then finally someone... <laughs> I, I I think I parked and went inside. I didn't listen to the so the, story. So the people, when they saw the ocean, they were seeing red, or they just didn't have a word for blue? Or the con- the whole concept of blue didn't exist, so it didn't exist? Well, my, my theory of this is, like, maybe we're just mistranslating these old things. Oh, yeah. That's, that um, sounds more believable. Well, here's something that, that kind of goes into the idea if there was... If blue didn't the con if blue didn't exist before the concept of blue, if the color didn't actually exist until it was put in people's minds, it's like if you read in comic books, there's Mr. Mixias Pitalek who messes with Superman. Yeah. And he's from the fifth dimension. And in the fifth dimension he can kind of do anything. He's kind of like this little imp that that you know, just messes with superheroes. Batmite does it too. And there there's a part at the end of a, this is what my, my buddy Justin was t- talking about the other night. At the end of the Grant Morrison's run, where Batman is seeing Batmite, right before yeah. Batmite's leaving, he said, um, he says to him, Batman says to Batmite, um, "Is are you real yeah. or is this just? Are you just a figment of my imagination?" And then Batmite says, "You silly man." <laughs> The fifth dim- dimension is imagination. Oh, well, yeah. Huh. So this thing where anything's possible, it's both real and imagination. It's your imagination, so it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, but totally. It, but it yeah. does exist. Yeah, because it does. So, it, 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 so that's kind of the same. That's what I'm asking about this blue. Did it suddenly come so into the, existing? So the theory is that until we have a way to describe something, we don't see that it's there. Now, that makes sense. Let's say we're looking at the clouds, and you say, that one looks like Jabba the Hutt, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to go, oh, yeah, it does. And I'm not going to come up with that until you say it, and then it's going to like snap into my brain. Oh, it's just like that audio illusion I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Where it just sounds like gibberish, and then the, the person tells you what the guy is reading, and then when it plays the same gibberish again, you understand it clearly. Or the, Yeah, or then I guess there's the gorilla the ball bouncing gorilla. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. It says, count how many times these people pass the ball back and forth. So you're looking and you're counting them passing this ball. And you're like, uh, I, I couldn't tell, 15, 16. And they say, okay, now watch it again and look for the gorilla. And what you don't realize is right in the middle of these people passing a ball, a guy in a gorilla suit comes, waves at you, and then walks off the screen. And you didn't see it the first time? You didn't see it the first time. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so that's the idea. So I guess uh, ancient Greek stories, the Koran, ancient Chinese, you don't really see the word blue. 
The Egyptians were believed to be the only culture who could produce blue dyes, and they were the first civilization to have a word for the color blue. The Himba people in Namibia do not have a word for blue, and tests have shown they have difficulty distinguishing between green and blue. What? <laughs> so, so is this just a, a genetic perception thing? It's like certain, certain people on certain parts of the planet, they just all have the same color blindness? Until like, it, how could there not be a word for blue in an entire culture? Because they just never bothered? The sky is blue, man. It's not like, like, it's not like the color is a, a color you don't see in nature. It's right. not like, like uh, we don't have a word for neon hot pink. You know? but, yeah. but we don't have a, a, a word for literally half the thing you see when you go outside. The entire sky is blue. It seems like it would be the most important color. It seems like the first color yeah. you'd come up with a word for. Unless there's entire, you know, groups of people that are looking up and seeing pink or seeing, yeah. seeing red or green, as you said. And calling bullshit on this. Yeah. Case closed. It's stupid. So Get out of here. So does, so, science. So what's our final thoughts on... on Poor Kyle Odom, and either the most hunted man in history from aliens, or yeah. or someone who's sadly, you know, lost their mind. Basically, I will say non-committally, I hope he gets the help he needs. Oh yeah, whatever that might be, fighting the aliens. Yeah, that's or the help he needs is is the president taking a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not not to make light of it. That's really, I hope I hope he's. I'm glad that he's. People have recognized that he's having so much trouble. Yeah. I'm sure he's getting help now. Yeah. Or he's been finally silenced or by the, the aliens. The aliens have finally caught up with him. Hey, hey, hey. All right, dudes. World Champion Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about brains, I guess, perception, or, or, what, or, what your, or what your thoughts are on this guy's experience. Yeah. What he wrote down. Yeah. Uh, Instagram.com, World Champion Pod, Smogville Fair on Twitter, Facebook. Just look for World Champion Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. We'll be back next week with our. You know, we did a review. We've already reviewed Batman versus Superman. But we're going to revise the review. We're going to do the review, revise, the re preview, revision review. Uh, because now we've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. So we will give you our thoughts on that. Next time, from the Ferris wheel, see you then. Good night.